Greetings and welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Selena. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, today we have a fun, I think, actually more of an interesting topic. Yeah. Fun is relative. <laughs> We're going to be talking about love versus lust. Yep. And kind of making those distinctions between uh, where's that gray area mm-hmm. and how do we have some actual uh, truth yes. reigning in this area yes. when there's a lot of very obvious lustful things, there's very obvious loving things, but what about the stuff that's not obvious? Yep. So we're going to talk about that. But first, uh, we have to tell you in one week, that's April 17th. Now, if you're listening to this podcast in the archives, you are probably after this date, <laughs> but our book releases a new one. It's called Fierce Marriage. Yep. It's radically pursuing each other in light of Christ's relentless love. Yes. If you're interested in that, go to fiercemarriagebook.com. It's available anywhere books are sold, but if you pre-order it before April 17th, you will get some awesome bonuses, awesome including bonuses. fierce rings, which are silicone like yep. active wear get those rings. For free. Those are free. They'll retail for like 40 bucks for yep. the pair. Um, you'll also get a uh, discussion guide download. You'll get a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead and pick up two copies. We're actually encouraging couples to pick up one for the husband, one for the wife, so you can mark them up separately and talk about them and all that. And uh, or give one to a friend and if you like. And or give one to a friend, yes. Great so gifts. FierceMarriageBook.com. They'll have all the information you need there. Uh, but for now, let's head into today's podcast. We'll talk about love versus lust. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage. Sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Okay, so we're talking about love versus lust today. Yep, yep. I think you said it really well. There's kind of these like black and white areas it feels like for... Right, it's really obvious if I'm lusting after a woman who's not my wife. Right. That's obvious. Right. But, but is it possible to have lust within marriage? Yeah. And in the marriage bed. like And like when lustful, lustfully motivated things. Yes. Right? <laughs> lustfully motivated. <laughs> that was a very like <laughs> suave way yes. to say a gross thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I think there's some gray areas that, you know, we get a lot of questions about intimacy and what what's okay in bed. And a lot of yeah. it stems from this area and these topics of understanding, you know, the biblical um, definition of love and what that what the implications of that are in terms yep. of intimacy. Um, and so we just want to take a few minutes today to talk about, um, I'm going to draw some clear lines and, I, and I'm interrupting you, but right. I, it's just so you know, like our objective today is not to be like, here's what you can do. Here's a whole list of sexual things that are okay. <laughs> right. And here's a whole list of sexual things that are not okay. That would not be helpful to anybody. Well, and it's not, <laughs> It's not really, yeah, there's not really a way to do that. I think there are some pretty clear lines right, right. around sex, clearly, yep. uh, in terms of the place for it and the purity of it and where our hearts should be. Mm-hmm. But as far as the actions themselves, I think it's uh, it's best left to uh, marriages, marriages, right? To you yep. and your spouse yep. to figure out in a way that's God-honoring. Now, what we hope to do today is to lay some of the groundwork for right. that conversation. Right, absolutely. Right? Yeah, so... <clears throat> we kind of just want to understand, you know, in Hebrews thirteen four, it talks about, um, it's well, it instructs us to, <laughs> it says, let the marriage bed be undefiled. Yeah. Um, and for for us, you know, that means set apart. It's it's different. It's special. You know, we're not within marriage. We're supposed to keep sex holy, um, right. because it has many purposes that it's fulfilling. 
Absolutely. Which there, we actually talk about in our, a couple podcasts ago. I think yeah. Yeah. So it, by fault, definitely want to recommend that if you haven't heard it, we have a podcast, I think it was three, four weeks, five weeks ago. Yep. I don't know, <laughs> but it's, I think it's the three profound purposes of sex. Yep. And that lays a really okay. solid kind of framework for why sex is beautiful, why it's important, yeah. why it's a gift. It's really helped us clarify, yeah. you know, why it's, yeah, why it's important and how we can experience it and the way, why God designed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really drawing those deeper spiritual um, truths and mm-hmm. meanings behind this physical act and how it goes beyond that. Yeah. How do we unpack this topic in a way? So in, in terms of marriage. Yeah. And okay, so you and I have a sex life. Yes. Right? Couples listening to this have a sex life. How are we in our hearts? How can we be most honoring to God first Mm -hmm. and to each other? Mm-hmm. in our sex life and in our thoughts and how we even approach it. Right. Right. And how can we maintain purity within that? Cause it's possible. It's possible for me as your husband, even though we've been married and we've, you're the only woman I've ever been with. Right. I think it's possible for me to have lustful actions toward you. Right. right. And, and I think a lot of that is, is informed by and driven by sin. Of course, mm-hmm. lust is always driven by sin, right. but namely, you know, things like uh, the media, like pornography and mm-hmm. other distortions or I- distorted ideas about sex right. Right. can create lustful behavior in Christian marriages. Right. So right. I think I'm- we're trying to be, I think, provide some clarity around that. At least if you haven't thought about it and you've wondered why, why is this area of our, why does sex feel, doesn't feel right? Right. Something about it feels wrong. Right. Um, and or just might help you realize. Yeah, maybe kind of, it'll bring some clarity and shed some yeah. light on some things, you know, by God's grace. And we can start un- unloading some things and, and talking about that. Yeah. You know, the the key to like maintaining pure, purity and intimacy is really, it begins with nurturing that, that right view of sex, mm-hmm. you know, and emphasizing its role in fulfilling, again, God's purposes. So sex is not just, again, a physical act. It's not just a release. There's, there, there are spiritual and like eternal purposes for it oh yeah yeah i think that's a great uh, there's a great great segue into this passage from the book that we talked about earlier fierce marriage that's just about to come out <laughs> um anyway we're, we're, we're stealing from our own material here it says uh if the ultimate purpose of marriage is to reflect the covenant love between christ and the church and if sexual intimacy is a physical expression of that unifying love between spouses then everything about sex should align with the attitudes of love Love and purity go hand in hand. Love wouldn't encourage another to sin. Mm. Love wouldn't ask the other to perform degrading or painful acts. And love wouldn't breach the exclusivity or sanctity of the marriage bed. Mm-hmm. Love wouldn't ask another to violate their conscience. Lust, on the other hand, would. Yep, yep. And so, then yeah. we dive into 1 Corinthians like thirteen five. Um, you know, there's, of course, 13, love is patient, kind, and selfless. Um, but the one we kind of focused on today was it does not insist on its own way, mm. um, which is huge in terms of... Sh- of love versus, like, identifying lust. Right, right. right. So I think we're going to go through some examples of, of kind of contrasting mm-hmm. love versus lust. And mm-hmm. I think that that's helped us really realize in our own sex life, in our own marriage, in different attitudes that we may have had or held that right. were hurtful. right. Um, and we didn't but, even realize it, some of them. You know, we just yeah. knew that something just didn't feel right or it wasn't right. And it wasn't until we started digging into these understandings. And it wasn't anything like super weird or no, kinky. It's just right. like that just didn't feel 
Right. Like it didn't feel like love to me. Right. It felt right. like something else. <clears throat> it felt like we were not engaging in in a loving act. Excuse me. Yeah. And you know, on our in our fierce wives group, which if you don't know about it, they're on Facebook. We have these closed groups, fierce wives and fierce husbands, um, where we're kind of diving into some of the deeper uh, topics and discussions around marriage and being a wife or a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have someone ask me. We we talked about um, sex and intimacy. We have a, a post. That's, um, I forget the name of it. I'm sorry, but it has like the freight train and the, oh, the spectrum of the sex. spectrum of yeah. sex. Yes. And she had commented. Oh, and fierce she marriage said, classic. Fierce marriage classic. <laughs> she had commented and said, um, something about, cause we talked about kind of functional sex and how it is, it's basically, you know, around a time, <laughs> it's on a time constraint, right. you know, with, with littles in the house and trying to find that, that time to uh, be intimate. It's, and she said, you know, I don't really agree with that. She said, I don't think that sex should ever be. So yeah, I, I keep going. I want to back you up a little bit. Okay. Functional. You're saying is like, it's just fast and to the point. Right. That's what you mean by functional sex. Right. And we're saying, and it's key to understand. And, yeah. yeah. And so in that blog post, we talk about the spectrum being that sometimes it's just fast and functional. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a physiological thing that's happening. It's not this rapturous, like, event. Right. But there's a connection that happens that I don't think we were clear on because she, her argument, which she was very gracious about it. And And it was a really good, very, yes, a very articulate conversation. And I think it was good for all of us women to read that um, because of there, you know, she'd had some past history with sexual abuse and that. And so for her and her husband, she said, I just, I can't imagine that sex would just be fast and functional like that. And we're not saying that it's supposed to be mm. like a purely physical thing. There should be some connection within right. that time constraint. There has to be. It's it, it, Again, it is not just a physical thing. Sometimes it feels like it boils down to that. But sometimes I just need to connect with my husband and he does need that physical release. And so we we make that work in the 15 or 20 minutes that we might be able to find, but it's, it's for us, we need, we need that. And it's better that than nothing to be completely honest. Yeah. And it's like, I think what that, the point that you're making so beautifully is that what's okay for, for us. Mm -hmm. And it's totally within the bounds of scripture. Right. It's totally within honoring God is, would be damaging to them. Right. Right. Because of the past experiences that she's had and and they've had for her husband. Yeah. If that were you, if right. that were you, then for me to to ask for just fast functional from you would be a very, I think it'd be a lustful act. It would right. be a self, selfish right. act. Right, right. Yeah. So th- that just brought about some really incredible conversations between you and I, and also with this other wife. And she was, it was an incredible, I learned a lot just from yeah. engaging with her and understanding because, you know, when you, again, things that are lustful, um, and not loving are, are you have to define within your marriage. Um, right. There are some key, this is this, that is that, which is what we'll get to. But um, I think there's some things that just, they don't work for certain marriages because of past hurts and past pain uh-huh. in terms of sexual abuse and whatnot. It's like, uh, it's like when Paul talks about, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Mm-hmm. I think this falls into that area where <clears throat> something might be permissible in your marriage, but it's not beneficial for your marriage right. and in that it's selfish. Right. Right. It's damaging to one or both of you. Right. In the long run. Yep. Yep. And so, uh, and I think before we get into the, this versus that lust versus love Mm -hmm. contrasting statements that we have here, um, I think the underlying principle of lust is that it drives, it it causes one to go against their conscience. Right. Also, lust is selfishly motivated. Right. Like lust is only thinking about myself. Right. 
and what you can do to serve me. Right. And love is the opposite. It's what it's, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking right. about what can I do to serve you. Right. And in the case for the, just to use that fast functional example. Right. Like I can, I would serve I, by God's grace. Hopefully I would serve you in that scenario by mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I, the, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask that of you because I know that it would, it would be devastating to you right. to feel, you would feel you degrading. Yes. But in our marriage as it stands, right. It's not, and we don't want to paint the picture that's just like some rough and tumble thing, but it's very like, okay, this is just, we're serving each other in different ways. Right. 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 Yep. Yep. So, okay. So let's talk about these, like we're going to just contrast. Yeah. We have a few just kind of phrases that have really helped us define love and lust. And I think that as we read some of them, um, just think about in your own mind, you know, are there areas that you feel like maybe you've been selfish or mm. maybe you feel like your spouse has been selfish and you guys haven't really talked about it. And how can you, um, you know, identify those and, and begin a conversation um, about those? Um, do you have any particular ones you want to read or? No, you just go for it. Okay. So um, the first one, you know, we've talked about love is self-serving or selfish versus love is selfless. Um, lust. You, you said lust. I think you meant Oops. lust is self-serving. I'm sorry. Love is selfish. Yes. So- <laughs> We're doing great. We're just starting on, yeah. Lust is self-serving and love is selfless. There it is. Firing on all cylinders here. Um, Lust prefers the body first and love values the soul above all else. Um, I think you came up with these, a lot of things you wrote in here. Yeah. um, This is coming from our book and we really wanted to just talk about it because it has been so clarifying and, and liberating for us. And we keep getting a lot of questions on it. And we that. keep getting a lot of questions on it. But I, I really appreciate that about you, if I can say that, is that I know that you love my body. I don't have body issues because of... Oh, uh, that is right. Your, I do appreciate. I no, but do you know what I mean? It's it's By God's grace, I don't feel insecure with you. I feel very assured, you know, even though I have my own like body images <laughs> issues. Some but things it hasn't that I always been that way. It hasn't always been and that way. Of course, way. we're going on 15 years married. So. Right, right. And the fact that I know that you are pursuing me and that you, your love values my soul above my body like that, that is so freeing to me to like want to like show you love back. Yeah. It's freeing and it's motivating. Um, so that's, that's a really big one for us. I want to read me. the next one. I think Okay, it's. Thank you for saying that, by the way. I do love your soul. <laughs> also your body. Though. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, lust is short-sighted and love works with eternity in view. Uh, I think that's that one for me was a big epiphany mm-hmm. because uh, I think the childish, the sinful nature in us mm-hmm. wants just here and now what we want here and now. And we don't care about there and then. Yeah. Or we don't. It's like. We'd rather just spend our savings account and we don't care about like, any, yeah. like living responsibly. Yeah. Our tendency is to always not think with eternity in view. Mm-hmm. And I think love in a, in a godly context, I see your soul. Mm-hmm. Like C.S. Lewis said that we are, not, we, 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 we are not bodies who have a soul. We are souls who have a body. Mm. And so if I see your soul and I see eternity in view, meaning that when I love you well, like it's going to feed your soul. It's going to feed like that's going to be eternal. Right. Consequence. Right. In a beautiful way. Right. So I think that's huge, especially in terms of, if I could just speak to the husbands, if you're, if you've been addicted to pornography, even if you're not, if you're no longer, you know, slave to that, um, you still have this archive in your mind Mm -hmm. of images and actions and, uh, really, uh, grotesque things that, that sin has distorted sex. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's important to realize that a lot of that stuff 
if not all of it, mm -hmm. it, you know, in terms of how it would fit into your marriage is always going to be short-sighted. It's mm -hmm. always going to, it's, it's going to fail to see the eternal view. Mm -hmm. um, I'll just read the next one. Um, lust is foolish and love is wise. Go ahead. Uh, lust rushes and love is patient. Hmm. I heard a quote says, uh, um, be, you know, love is patient. Don't rush something you want, you want to last a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So yeah. like, uh, we've had a number of couples mm -hmm. who have, uh, recently been through and, uh, they're, you know, they're friends and acquaintances of ours who have been through, uh, really tough spells that involve, uh, you know, th this area of sex and lack of intimacy, and which results in a lack of intimacy. Yeah. And, and I've been really just amazed at, at, um, some of the guys that I've talked to and how they're, they're working through that and they're how love is compelling them to mm -hmm. be patient with their wives. Yeah. They're not rushing their wives into figuring it out. Like right. it's been three months, get over it. Let's, yeah. get, let's get in bed. Yeah. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. And being harsh with them, but instead yeah. they're loving and being patient. Now, granted, that's very hard yeah. to do that. Very difficult to do that. And so I, I would say, you know, as soon as you can be reconciled, uh, in your sexual, sexual intimacy, then mm -hmm. so be it. Mm -hmm. But love is patient, right? right. Lust is not. Right. Um, which goes into the next one of lust treats a person as an object to be used. Love treats a person as a soul to be cherished. Mm, that's good. I think that go that. I like that one. <laughs> the older you get in your marriage, the more yeah. true that becomes. Yes. Because you're, uh, you start to see every wrinkle, mm -hmm. every stretch mark, every, uh, you know, sign of age, All every gray hair. Yes, yes. By the way, you said I had a gray, <laughs> you Random. found a gray hair in my, in my beard. Yeah. You called me a silver fox. fox. <laughs> <laughs> I found that strangely endearing. And I, I don't mind it. Older. You can call me that it's whenever right. you want. I know. There was a time in our lives that I didn't know if I would see. You'd been like, gross, silver hair. No, there was a time where I thought you would not even be alive this long. So. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we track with each other really well. Today is just a different day, I guess. Oh, yeah, I haven't had Anyways, enough coffee or something. Something like that. Anyway, so yeah, lust treats a person as an object to be used, and love treats a person as a soul to be cherished. And that's interesting because I feel like... Um, a lot of wives, well, there's, there's both, there's both sides. There's, there's wives that are really like driving the intimacy in the sex life. Mm -hmm. And then there's wives that are, are because of maybe past hurts and abuse or whatnot. Um, they or just lower sex drive. Yeah. Or lower. Well, yeah. Um, they, they do feel more like an object and they don't feel, they're not feeling the love, not feeling the love, but they're not. Um, in a secure place of feeling like they can freely give of themselves mm -hmm. and they feel whenever their husband asks, like, can we have sex? It feels more of like a burden and a, a check off a to-do list rather than this intimate um, experience in delighting in each other and loving each other well. Right. Um, I don't know if you can speak to that. As right. I, I heard a quote. Um, I think it was just full of quotes today. <laughs> got lots of I just quotes. Gotta, uh, Dave Willis. He's I like a, him. Dave and Ashley and are incredible so marriage ministers. Um, they they run the I think the one of the largest marriage pages on Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, amazing people. Dave said uh, he said um, in general, women want to be adored and men want to be admired, mm -hmm. right? And so when when a woman feels objectified, uh, the adoration isn't right. just skin deep, right? The right. adoration has to go to the soul, right? And I think that's huge for, yeah. and, well, and so that can start with the words that I say or that right. a husband says to right. her. It can start with the looks. So like mm -hmm. the words can be lustfully motivated. The mm -hmm. looks can be lustfully motivated. Mm -hmm. 
or they can come across as lustfully motivated. That's the thing is I could look at you like, you know, one way and I'd think I'm just seeing my wife and you're mm-hmm. thinking like, what are you doing? You're objectifying me. <laughs> sure. Um, so that, that's obviously you've got to work through and talk through that and just um, keep well, those and communication I, lines open. I think open. the big part of this too is that we talked about covenant, I think two weeks ago or two episodes ago um, and how it holds it, it, it's like it has the strength to hold mm. um, these types of conversations. It has the strength to, that love and the time. Love. Yeah. yeah. And, and we talk about love becoming like f- in full bloom and your marriage and covenant is kind of the soil of where that happens. And for this, when you, f- when you, it gives you time to, to be adored. It gives you time to um, understand what that means. If you're not there yet as a couple, right, like, that's good. It, this is what our covenant is for. This is the process. It's not just to like feel good all the time, have take lovey dovey selfies and like post about your good life. It's <laughs> Instagram marriage. It's yeah. It's ta- yeah. It's like, we've got gritty yuck in our life that we, in our marriage that That's we so need good. to deal with. And covenant allows us to, to understand, okay, I'm objectifying you or I'm feeling objectified. So let's explore how we can, how does God want us to love each other in this and not just, see each other as a means to an end because honestly when we start being selfishly motivated we start seeing each other as you are a means to my end and that's where we get those phrases of i'm i love you but i'm not in love with you like we're, we're operating right. very selfishly i think what also was worth saying and it plays it plays into what you're saying about covenant being this like if you're not there yet that's fine yeah but the other bit too is that it takes two right and so you don't right. ever want to use like your imperfection is an excuse to to stop all progress. That's good. Because yep. a lot of like I you agree. just said it. You said I feel objectified by you, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, if that becomes kind of the trump card, right, right. To, to every advance, mm-hmm. right, that's gonna that's gonna drive in the face of us actually right. getting closer together. Right. And now I'm gonna feel like I can't say anything to you, right? If you're just hypersensitive about it. Now, if you are hypersensitive, like let's talk about what's driving that. Right. We need to talk through it again. And the objection. Give me some things that I can say yes. to you that are going to be that we agree are okay. Right. right. And of course, this is going to vary from couple to couple. You yeah. might say like, "What is they even? What are they even talking about? We don't deal with this at all." <laughs> if that's you, that's you. That's, that's you. great. Yeah. If you are on the other end of the spectrum where you're a little bit more, there's higher sensitivity there. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got to talk, right? Yeah. Just don't use this as an excuse. And that's why we say covenant can can you know it's the safe place mm-hmm. that is binding you together yeah so that you can work on love yeah right and In so freedom we don't want to use any of these things as crutches to stop progress right. because that's gonna that that drives itself in the face of love like that's that's right. against love absolutely to say i'm gonna hold you at arm's length because because i just feel better that way it's bringing each other close and finding the, the whatever means it takes to get there so Right. And, um, yeah, I think going on to the, there's only about two more we want to read here, but, uh, lust is lazy and love is diligent. So talking about like (laughs) growing in that, um, growth takes diligence. I mean, this sounds so silly and it's, but I, I've really been wanting to try to plant little gardens out in our yard for the last two springs that we've lived here. (laughs) It is, I weeded the garden the other day, but I'm sorry. I love you, but we are not good at caring for living plants. Yes, but I want to get better, right? Okay, but so things, I can water stuff, I can plant stuff, but God makes it grow, and I don't feel like I'm a very good, like... If you don't, I don't water it, I ever, just, it's not going to grow. Yes, this is this is where my diligence lacks, for sure. Uh, um, so anyways, just to kind of paint that picture again with soil and blooming and flowers, I don't know if it's spring is in the air, but it's 
love takes diligence. It takes some time to like understand what mm-hmm. really speaks to your heart and how can I serve you and how can I not prepare you to be like intimate, but how can we begin connecting before we even get in bed? You know what I mean? Yeah. And for husbands, that's huge, right? So I learned that. I learned this love is diligent principle and lust is lazy. I learned that principle in January of this year, going through the 31 day pursuit challenge with fierce husbands. Mm -hmm. I realized how much, uh, like, I I mean, I do, I feel like I put a lot of effort into our marriage, but then I realized how I could do so much more (laughs) in terms of really making, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Take me out for a nice meal once in a while. (laughs) No, you seafood dinner. You're good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, and I realized, Hey, if I, if I just, like think about this just for ten minutes a day. Understanding what is intention, what intentionally I speaks to you, win to my me. wife's heart yeah. every day, and it's not a big thing usually. It really isn't a big thing. Water those seeds, yeah, yeah, right, which will in turn give glory to God because you'll see, you'll feel loved in yeah. light of the gospel. Yeah. And I can do that to you regardless of how I feel, whether mm-hmm. or not you're actually meeting my needs because right. my needs are all met in Christ, right, right. And so, anyway, being diligent is something that like you. <laughs> There's no well, shortcut be, to it. You there's just have no to shortcut be to diligent. it. And at the same time, like not to feel like you're being weighed down with things to do, um, but understanding and knowing your spouse, you know what is what speaks to them. You know how to be intentional, mm-hmm. and it may be as simple as Ryan making dinner that night, or him, you know, hey, I'm going to take the kids out for ice cream. Why don't you just sit and read? Because I know that speaks to your heart. It's not Here's, like these monumental like vacations or right, anything right, right. humongous. It's just being thoughtful and intentional. Well, and diligence is a it's consistency. A marathon. Yeah, it's a consistent. It's not thing. a sprint. It's a marathon. Right. Right. Um, but okay, so when we talk about diligence. Usually, I think about like planning dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a time in our marriage when I would. When we before we had kids, we would plan these dates, and I'd take you out for dinner. We'd mm-hmm. go do some activity, mm-hmm. and then we get home, and I'm like, the intimacy like should be flowing, <laughs> dun, and you're dun, like, dun, dun, you dun. just feel this sense of like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bucket's full. Yeah, like, you're like, oh, I'm tired. Let's just go to sleep, <laughs> or or you would feel like uh, this obligation. I gotta put out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> or you'd feel like there's this expectation that, like, that's why all this is happening. And right. so you just feel like I'm just doing it all as an, as a ruse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. There were times when I was like, if I just take care, if I just <laughs> take her to dinner, like, this will be, this will go well for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you would see right through it. And so there's that side of it as well, where you have to really make sure that you're, you're, uh, th- those expectations aren't right clouding the experience. Right, and right. Let, like, let wives, let your husband dote on you let him let him spoil you yeah and it's okay to be wanted sexually yeah. if that is a problem because of trauma yeah or because of past experience or mm-hmm. because of any like you just need to make sure you're talking about it um always with and this get, idea of reconciliation but, right and if you need to bring a counselor please do that like there's bring professional help into the situation we are always advocates for that because we are not professionals and we need professionals god gave us Christian professionals We're not trained to be yes. counselors. Yes, nor like it's we, okay, and it's yeah. not a sign of weakness at all to be doing that. So, no. um, the last one I think we want to get into, um, which brings us back around to talking about purity. But lust is poison, and love is pure. Wee, holy. Yeah. So there's a passage. Uh, I, I forget where it is. It's in. Um, it's in Psalms or Proverbs. Let's see if I can find it really fast. Uh, shoot talks about the purity of sex and basically like keep water in your own cistern and what that let your fountain be blessed is, is what it says. 
Um, is it being intoxicated always in her love? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, regardless. Oh yeah. So drink water from your own sister. And this oh, is five, Proverbs five, 19. Yeah. Uh, drink water from your own sister and flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad or streams of water in the streets, let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Mm. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. That's you. <laughs> Just prancing through the field. Just prancing through the field. <laughs> let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Uh, that's Proverbs, people. All right. If you get Song of Solomon. Yeah, if you want to get real risque, <laughs> uh, just go to Song of Solomon. Yes. Um, but the reason why I brought it up is because love is pure. Mm-hmm. Lust is poison, mm-hmm. right? So lust poisons your well. Mm-hmm. It poisons the water in your cistern. Mm-hmm. And this is talking, it's very, it's, it's, this verse is talking about intimacy. It's talking about sex. Mm-hmm. It's talking about the exclusivity of sex, mm-hmm. keeping it in your, for your own well, for your right. own consumption. Don't share it, spill it into the streets. Don't let camels come and feed. Like, don't let, sin contaminate it right um and so let's get i mean let's talk about we've, we've got a few more minutes here and i always hesitate to do this but let's talk about like how do we draw those lines in the actual actions of sex right and mm-hmm. one really like potent one is oral sex because people always ask like is, is am i okay to expect my wife to perform oral sex or is she or vice versa should mm-hmm. she expect me to do that mm-hmm. is that even okay in right. light of scripture right and this is where we have to look, uh, obviously, to scripture because the world is so distorted. This area, right? Um, I'm going to say it. I think. I think it just depends on the couple. I think there's also uh, there's areas in scripture where you it's clear that that's what's happening in Song right. of Solomon. Yeah. Um, it's very poetic, but if you actually think about it for more than five seconds, you'll realize like this is what's happening. Right. And you know, I think it's okay in that within the within the context of marriage and mutually like mutual agreement mutual to in, that being okay. Yes. Because there are again, there's there's past hurts and abuse that uh-huh. people need yep. to we all need to talk about and we need to um get help on if that's mm-hmm. the case. And and there's there's times when oral sex yeah. can be degrading. Absolutely. Well, absolutely degrading. Yeah. And that's not okay. Right. Right. That, so I'm going to go back to this part that I read earlier. It says, uh, love and purity go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Love and purity. Yeah. Love is never impure. Right. True love is never impure. Right. They go hand in hand. Love wouldn't encourage another to sin. Mm-hmm. Love wouldn't ask the other to perform degrading or painful acts. Mm-hmm. And love wouldn't breach the exclusivity and sanctity of the marriage bed. So uh, uh, one way that we apply that is people people do ask us from time to time, is it okay to, if we watch pornography while we're making love? Mm-hmm. And never, yeah. <laughs> like b- across bringing, the board, that's not okay. Yeah, pornography is never okay. Yeah, that's that's breaking the covenant and the exclusivity of sex. Right. It's it's allowing something else in that is not just you and your right. spouse. And it's pr- promoting, you know, that Lust. It's industry sin. as well. Yes, yeah. yes. I think in many ways it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and finally, uh, um, love wouldn't ask another to violate their conscience, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and a conscience that is in light of the gospel, not just your, I just want to be clear on that. But you could feel like it's just wrong. You could say like, I'm just not comfortable with that. Yeah. You know what? And that's, that's okay. If I'm loving to you, I'm going to say, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm never going to force you into that or like manipulate you into that. That is, that, that is lust immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. And so husbands, you know, if you've, if you've found yourself wanting to pressure your wife into mm-hmm. doing something that you know that she's not going to want to do. Yeah. Stop that thought at the door. Right. You're not thinking of her at that moment. You're right. thinking of yourself. Yeah. You need to start thinking of her and, and get rid of everything else that's yeah. not motivated by loving her soul in light of eternity 
loving her as your wife, as God's daughter. I could go on and on <laughs> about what <laughs> well, that I means. I appreciate you saying those things, but I, yeah, no, I'm not buts. Yes. I appreciate you saying yeah. about that, yeah. st- everything and just loving, displaying what it means to really just, you know, love your wife well and to understand that it's not just the end game of like having sex. It's, it's intertwining our souls. It's being, it's right. becoming one every day in all different ways. And there's you know. a caveat though I want to add. Okay. And that is that it's okay to explore. <laughs> and what I right. mean by that is that like give yourselves the freedom mm-hmm. to to be free. Right. And that there and are different you... expressions yes. of of what that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be like it's very like sex is good because God made it good, right? right. He made it enjoyable. Right. And there are times when like the the you get just caught up in it. Right. And I'm saying that it's okay to to do things as long as it's not driving in against well, the spirit you're commu- of love. and you're communicating through it. I think that's right. huge. You know, it's right. not just like you're going at it and not talking. Like you can talk in, during sex. <laughs> right. You can communicate and say, "Do you like this?" or "I don't like this." Can we do yeah. something else? Or you know, that's okay. And I think that's that's a good yeah. thing to acknowledge. Yeah, and I and I take a deep breath because there's one final thing I wanted to make sure to mention. <laughs> you're just full of it. Well, today. because you know I've not, not good we, stuff. You're full of good stuff. <laughs> just full Sorry, of it. <laughs> I've not wanted to talk about this because I kind of feel like it goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But there are men and women who are wondering because and and we've we've studied this mm-hmm. and we've thought about it a lot. But I'm just going to say it that anal sex is never okay. Mm-hmm. I think it, go, it drives against the spirit of love. Mm-hmm. It's called sodomy in mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah. It is called a sin for that yeah. reason in yeah. the Bible. Um, it's not how we are designed mm-hmm. to function physiologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is a very safe bet to say that that's never okay mm-hmm. in your marriage. So husbands, you should never pressure your wife into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you should always uh, put those things, sacrifice those things uh, yeah. on the altar of righteousness and, on, and, and try and just saying that's not, yeah. that's not something I'm going to fight for. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, it may strike you as strange to even mention that. Just rest assured <laughs> and knowing that there are a lot of people we that are asking about that. We do get those questions, that. yep. And so we, just, we, have, we have to be, I think, we're trying to be, stewards. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> of this. I think it's a very serious thing. And I think that we need to bring that into light. And we need to be able to talk about some of those things with transparency and also with sensitivity. So we're not just, you know, it's not just a big joke or we're not just like, you know, right. laughing it off. But really, this is where we feel that this is God's word. This is yes. things. These are things that we've learned. Um, you know, feel free to write us if you have contrasting views about it and can provide scripture. That's great. I'm not saying this is a challenge, but you know, we, it's important to dive into God's word and to highlight it and bring it to the forefront. Um, because there's a lot of messages out there that would say otherwise and have led to pain and yeah. So in light of that, knowing Mm -hmm. that this is an area that a lot of people, including us have Mm -hmm. felt brokenness, Yeah, know that Christ's love and, mm. and his sacrifice and his righteousness are sufficient yep. for you yep. that you are not identif- you're not uh you're not defined by your past sin right you're not defined by your future sin mm-hmm. <laughs> you're defined by the blood of Christ yep. and your righteousness because of him God made him who had no sin to be us yes. to be sin for us so yes. that we might become the righteousness of God yeah Right. That is truth. So if you've experienced brokenness or you, ha- you have any regret in this area and you, you, you have yet to reconcile that with mm-hmm. your spouse, I think it's the cue for you to go talk to them about it, mm-hmm. to seek 
um, their forgiveness where it's needed Mm -hmm. to have an honest conversation about it Mm -hmm. and to seek God's will for sex in your life. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this has given you some, uh, some, some jump off points in that conversation or at least in that thought process. Just know that this is an area that God wants you to flourish in Right. and your sin will, your past sin will not determine your future flourishing in, in sex. Christ will will determine that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I think there's a lot of challenges in there. We could say for couples <laughs> challenges, yes. but um, I would definitely say, you know, if, after listening to this, uh, ask yourself, you know, are there areas where lust has kind of taken over? Um, how can you be selfless? Um, and talk to your spouse about that. You know, let's just have another honest conversation yeah. about where you're at. We're almost always going to tell you to have a conversation with yeah, your spouse for these challenges. It's kind of a couple's conversation challenge. Well, yeah, because that's how you, it's marriage, right? Yeah. You can't just yeah. have a marriage without conversation. Unless you're just being introspective. Yes. So if that's where you're feeling today is you feel like maybe you've sinned against your husband or your wife. Yeah. Um, maybe just identify what, articulate what that is yeah. and, and ask God for grace and ask the Holy Spirit to help you articulate right. that to them and ask for their forgiveness. Absolutely. And may that be the beginning of a really amazing healing process mm-hmm. where it's needed yeah. and an amazing sex life. Yeah. As you, cause you have the rest of your lives to figure it out. Right. <laughs> right. Let this be the next step. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed this conversation or this podcast or felt really awkward the or whole time, felt really awkward the whole time, <laughs> um, please I guess tell somebody. <laughs> no. Hey, just, you should check out this really awkward podcast no. that we've been listening to. Just, um, you know, subscribe, rate, find, you know, leave a review, a short review. I always read those comments on podcasts to see if I would really want to listen to it. You know, recommend it to a friend. It doesn't have to be this episode in particular. I'm going to jump in. People Again. that leave reviews are yes. so encouraging to they us. Are. We read those things. We do. So if you feel compelled, Thank you for feeling compelled. Yes. Please take 30 seconds to act on yes. <laughs> that feeling uh, <laughs> in terms of just writing what you learned and how, mm-hmm. you know, how others can expect to uh, benefit from listening to the podcast. Right. And if so. you have any questions or comments, um, you can always call them in or text them in at 971-333-1120. Um, you can also go to fiercemarriage.com slash ask, A-S-K. And fill out a form there to ask some questions. We usually do, um, you know, a question from a reader or a listener, but we just, this conversation went a little bit long today, which is good. We wanted to talk well, about it and dive into it a bit. And we're also, I think, covering a lot of bases yeah. with this conversation. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of, this is a theme among questions that have yes. been asked, although we didn't take any specific yes. questions from any specific person. Agreed. Um, so yeah. Uh, All right. Well, why don't you, Ryan, go ahead and close us out in prayer and then, um, Yeah. Before I do that, it's something else. <laughs> I have to mention fiercemarriagebook.com. Yes, yes, yes. Comes yes. out in one week. One week. You guys, this is, we've poured our hearts into this thing. Mm-hmm. And by God's grace, it will help somebody. We've, mm-hmm. we've done our, our homework. We worked on the foundational concept, uh, I guess, aspects of love, meaning yeah. love and, and covenant. We talked about yep. those, share our story, our most intimate stories. Yeah, this book is really, we're just wanting to. Pr- provide hope and, and the people it, for that, it to be helpful. So we have a launch team and a bunch of people got the books early because <laughs> Barnes and Noble like screwed up. <laughs> and so a bunch of people have the books early and the reviews are actually really encouraging. That's so it's great. been kind of a mixed blessing Yes, in that it's actually helping some people. Yes. Um, so I, like I said, we talk about the foundational stuff. Then we get into the ap- application of it in the various aspects of your marriage. Mm-hmm. We, we, we know it will help you. Yeah. Um, fierce marriage um, The book in itself, I believe is worth it, but there's also, 
Um, a lot of bonuses right now. There's a lot of bonuses yeah, you can get the pre-order if you pre-order bonuses. It. Yeah. So anyways, look us up on all the big socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTubes. Um, <laughs> if you're not following us on those yet, make sure you do. Um, all of our handles are at Fierce Marriage. Yes. You should be able to find us yes. pretty, pretty quickly. So and I'll close this in prayer. Okay. Lord, thank you for these couples listening. Thank mm-hmm. you for the husband um, in his car or just working out or doing whatever. Thank you for the wife in her car or working out or doing whatever. <laughs> uh, I pray that these words would um, fall on a soft heart. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that that uh, they would be informed by your gospel. Ultimately, your mm-hmm. Holy Spirit would um, would use them to, to your glory and to our benefit, to their benefit. Lord, I pray for the marriages who are uh, wanting to grow in this area. Mm-hmm. Maybe they feel a little bit of uh, regret or brokenness or... Um, being unsettled or unsatisfied in this area, I pray that um, their sex life would um, continue to grow, that mm-hmm. it would be um, for your glory and for their good and for um, for their enjoyment. I pray that it would be an endearing um, part of their relationship, that it, you would not let brokenness reign mm-hmm. in the area of sex and intimacy in these marriages. Mm-hmm. I pray that you would use this husband, the fierce husbands and the fierce wives that are listening to this, use them for your glory. May, they, uh, may their marriage be a beacon of light in a world of darkness. Mm-hmm. And I pray that it ultimately you would get all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll be back next week talking yes. about some book stuff. Probably. Yeah, probably it'll be launch day next <laughs> launch week. So day. Uh, yeah, we look forward to that. We'll, we'll make it, we'll make it applicable and relevant. Don't you worry. Don't We're not going to just talk about the book. <laughs> so anyway, we will see you in seven days. Thank you so much for listening. And this episode is in the can. all right. Until next time, you guys stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.